promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. Hello and welcome to the Tread Weary Podcast. This is the place where we gather to hear from the Word of God and to hear it in such a way that we're not looking for demands upon ourselves. We get we get enough of that, and, and those demands are easy to hear because they are the imperatives. They are the things that are telling us what we should do. And instead, our goal here uh, is to hear the Word of God and find what it is that God has done for us and the results that come from that. So thank you for joining us today as we continue our study through 1 Peter. Let us begin. Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 26. Vindicate me, Lord, because I have lived with integrity and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and mind. For your faithful love guides me and I live by your truth. I do not sit with the worthless or associate with hypocrites. I hate a crowd of evildoers and I do not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, Lord, raising my voice in thanksgiving and telling about your wondrous works. Lord, I love the house where you dwell, the place where your glory resides. Do not destroy me along with sinners, or my life along with men of bloodshed, in whose hands are evil schemes, and whose right hands are filled with bribes. But I live with integrity. Redeem me, and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. I will bless the Lord and the assemblies. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from, or today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning at the 7th verse. So honor will come to you who believe, but for the unbelieving, the stone that the builders rejected, this one has become the cornerstone, and a stone to stumble over, and a rock to trip over. They stumble because they disobey the word. They were destined for this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is uh, finishing up this section of chapter 2 in 1 Peter, where uh, last week we had talked about uh, this call by Peter to rid ourselves of malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander, all these things that cause us to look at one another in a different way, right? All these things that cause us to have a, a differing view of our fellow sinners that oftentimes 
cause us to live out our sin in such a way that we might destroy one another. Uh, Most often than not, it's it's through this passive-aggressive sort of hidden thing that we do. And uh, then we, we are told uh, about how we've been made into a holy priesthood, meaning that we have been made into this priesthood to, to pray for one another, to, to make sacrifices for one another. And we do it all uh, 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 through Jesus Christ, uh, who is that cornerstone, the cornerstone of the temple, for instance, the foundation of our faith. Well, here in verse 7, then, it, it says, So honor will come to you who believe. Basically, those of you who trust in this cornerstone, trust in the fact that you don't have to bite and nag and destroy one another to get anywhere in life, that you don't have to knock down anyone to get to the exit. (laughs) You don't have to run over people to save yourself, that instead you have already been redeemed, you have already been saved. And so, as I said uh, a few weeks ago when I was preaching, that when you're on your deathbed and you are spitting out your last breath, you can trust that you will be raised from the dead and that death will no longer have any power over you because God, through Christ, has saved you from that. And then it's, but for the unbelieving, it says, the stone that the builders rejected, this one has become the cornerstone, meaning that that the one that the builders who are trying to build something on their own, it's, it's like that parable that Jesus gives, right? Of building your house on, on the rock, building your house on the sand. The builders want to build it on the sand because they want to be closer to the water. They want uh, lakeshore property. They want oceanfront views. They want, they want to be able to walk out their back door and go scuba diving on a reef. They want all those things. But then the hurricanes come and they discover, ooh, that's not a good thing, right? But you know, desiring all these things for ourselves and not living out the calling of God in our lives in such a way as we we live in humility knowing that Christ only saves sinners and that we can't save ourselves through anything that we do. We can't save ourselves by having quote-unquote oceanfront property, having the best house that we can possibly build for ourselves, this fake house. Instead, we have to build ourselves on that cornerstone, on that rock of Jesus Christ, on this rock of trust that he is one who saves sinners. He doesn't save righteous people. He only makes righteous the unrighteous. Those who believe themselves righteous and have built this palace for themselves are going to be the ones who are not going to trust in anything but themselves and their own righteousness instead of trusting in Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Uh, and and that's where uh, Peter goes on to continue to uh, to quote uh, here from Isaiah 8, a stone to stumble over and a rock to trip over. This, this notion that Jesus is not going to uh, uh, get out of your way, right? That Jesus is always going to be there to trip you up in the sense of you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to say, how awesome and I am I? And Jesus is going to go, really? That we're going to... Um, sit here and spend our lives thinking that we have to redeem ourselves and then we discover that uh no that christ is the one who redeems us (laughs) that that uh in the end we get to the end of our lives and we discover that the cross does the cross is a historical reality right that we look back two thousand years ago roughly and there was jesus christ on the cross at calvary 
that it happened in space and time, that it is done. Uh, if, if we can't wrap our minds around that, then yes, we're going to spend our entire lives thinking that it's something that we have to fix and do. So it's going to be this stumble, this thing that we stumble over that's going to trip us up because we're never going to be able to save ourselves. And then it says, and this is a troubling portion of verse 8, they stumble, meaning uh, the, the unbelieving, stumble because they disobey the word. They were destined for this. Now, this is, this is where uh, uh, some of our Calvinist friends, and if you're a Calvinist, Reformed, uh, whatever, and you're listening to me, um, this is one of your verses that you kind of go to to say, well, um, th- this is where the Bible talks about people being predestined to hell. That double predestination is what it's called, where there are some predestined to salvation, some predestined to damnation, and we just have to get over it. But that's actually not what the verse is talking about. The verse is talking about how uh, they they cast aside this cornerstone, that this cornerstone is something that they're going to stumble over, that they're going to trip over because they're never paying attention to it. They think it's nothing. They think it's worthless. But this cornerstone, this Jesus, is there always to get in their way. And it says they stumble because they disobey the word. They stumble because they they turn off their ears to hearing what it is that Christ is speaking, right? Be, because what we're learning is that the will of God in our lives, the, the, to do the will of God is to listen and to hear. And that uh, we've, we've been told multiple times on Sundays, for instance, we've tried to make it clear that, that faith comes from hearing. That, that our trust in God comes from hearing of the promise of what God has done. And they disobey this word, meaning they do not listen. Because remember, obedience is tied to listening. And so disobedience is tied to not listening, right? They don't listen to the word, and it says they were destined for this. Now, you can sit there and try and make this leap to say that these unbelievers were destined to not listen. But what you can also do is you can read the text and realize that what they're saying is that stumbling is what those who do not listen to the word are destined for. That That if you turn yourself off to what it is that God has to tell you of his promise, of what God has to tell you of what it is that he's already done for you, you are going to stumble because you're going to do everything you can to try and save yourself and it's never going to be enough and so that then we are destined as we as we turn ourselves off to the word of god to speak to us to tell us of his promise to hand us over his gifts in jesus christ that we are guaranteed to stumble that we are guaranteed to fall and we will fall hard because we, we, we think that it's all up to us when it's not. But here he has this beautiful turn in verses 9 and 10. But you. Saying, okay, yeah, I've talked about these folks who are not listening, who are stumbling. But you. And he does these, these little phrases that he borrows from multiple other places in Scripture between... Uh, uh, between Deuteronomy and Isaiah and Exodus and 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 other places, uh, you are a chosen race. 
meaning you're a chosen people. You're a people that have been called out by God. Uh, you are a royal priesthood, which is double, <laughs> double promise and blessing upon you that you are made royalty, right? Made royalty and then made part of the noble family. You're not just a common man anymore and you are a priest, meaning that you are one that, that uh, administers the promises of God to others. You are able to be a preacher and a sacrificer and a prayer, right? A holy nation, a sanctified nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I love the purpose there, right? That, that you have been made a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession. Why? For the purpose of proclaiming the praises of the one who called you out of darkness, out of the ones who stumble over the cornerstone, the ones who fall, the ones who get tripped up by Jesus into his marvelous light that you might see him clearly. So that if you're sitting here today questioning your own salvation or who you are because you are listening to this, God has called you into his marvelous light, that you might be his, that you belong to him, that you are his own possession. That, that here he, he, in essence, is speaking to uh, people that have been uh, scattered, right? There is really no nation of Israel anymore for these people. There's no kingdom of Judah at this time. Uh, if they are Jews, they've been kicked out of Rome, they've been scattered all over the place, and they're being persecuted because they're Jews. If they're Christians, uh, they, they have been almost disowned by their Greco-Roman uh, families, and because this was an aberration to be part of the Christian faith, uh, and so they, they are left alone. If they're Jewish Christians, then it's like a double whammy, they've, they're, they're done. <laughs> and here he's saying, but no. The world can say whatever it wants to, but God has something to say to you. That's why listening to the word is so important that, that we might know what it is that God has to say about us, not what you know Joe Schmo down the street has to say about us or what someone has to say about us on, on Twitter. Being called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession so that you may proclaim the praises of of the one who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Made all those things so that you, may, you might be preachers of the grace of God and his mercy. Once you were not a people, church, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Mercy is the biggest word we can ever hold on to in our lives. We have to. Because through the mercy of God, God not giving us what we do deserve, that while we were still sinners, while we were still enemies of God, while we were still godless, why we didn't give three flying rat flangles about him, Christ died for us. He took the first step. He's the actor of the verbs. We are nothing apart from this holy nation, royal priesthood, chosen people, his own possession that he's bought with his blood to hand us his mercy so that all the glory might be his and we don't bring anything but our sin and resistance. And that is what we glory in, church. That while we hate him, God loves us. Amen. <laughs> 
It's a beautiful story of gospel. Let us pray. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without thee may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will. Through thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, I hope you are having a blessed uh, time this week. Uh, I pray that God will keep you safe. Please share this uh, as we are trying to have the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with as many as we can. Share it like us, subscribe. You'll get, uh, we try to send out one every week, including uh, any time that I preach here at my church. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't preach as often uh, as I did when I was a solo pastor, but every time I preach, I try to upload my sermons. Plus, we'll be hopefully having some extra special episodes uh, over over the course of time with different things, whether they be uh, church festivals or special guests. But uh, go in peace, serve the Lord. We will see you next time.